I'm just starting to realize that I get to perform in front of fans again and get to look people in their eyes and I don't have to just hear you and Michael Cole's voice, you know? I get to hear other voices. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and times, they are a-changing. We all successfully, collectively survived the biggest party of the summer with varying levels of hangover in the (laughs) wake. Don't worry, we have got you covered. We're going to take a look back at the biggest party of the summer. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw and how drastically different things appear to be these days. But I can't do it alone. He is the Kendall to my Roman Roy. Uh, That was a succession reference for you there, Vic. He is the voice of NXT 2.0. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Look, I've been waiting uh, several days to talk to you. So if you give me a few moments of your time, I want to hand you your flowers. Talked about flowers last week. I want to hand you some. You know, I don't react well to being complimented. I don't know how to take a compliment. I get very uncomfortable. So I'm going to do my best. Hmm. Well, maybe I won't do it then. Yeah, screw it. I'm going to. You are going to be loved Once you're gone, when I see social media reaction about Corey Graves and you usually you're fired up during the week and you can and you don't understand this and people are going at you and they don't understand why I think of Michael Cole. Michael Cole has been calling WWE wrestling sports entertainment for 25 years. And up until recently, you're starting to see a little bit more love for Michael Cole on social media. I think in the next 20 years for the job you do, and I talked to Wade Barrett about this. To be able to wear multiple hats on that table at different times, put yourself in different situations, and I take SummerSlam into effect talking about specifically the Pat McAfee-Baron-Corbin match, the reaction at the start of the women's match, the way you go in and out, the WWE universe, the wrestling world will not appreciate what Corey Graves did on commentary, and I believe one day it will be seen in the same light as Bobby Heenan. You are this generation's Bobby Heenan, and I want to hand you your flowers, and that is not coming from uh, Vic Joseph. That's coming from Vic the person, not the WWE, I guess you call character. It's from me to Matt. You will be loved once you step away, man. And you did the work of everyone for the past few days and hats off to you. Well, I appreciate that. It was, uh, it was the most fun that I've had in quite some time, particularly speaking of SummerSlam, uh, particularly if we're going to get really, really into the weeds, the second half of the show, getting to sit down with Michael Cole. And you mentioned that the world is finally getting to appreciate Cole for what he brings to the table. Cole is as responsible for my success as he is for anyone who has ever sat behind the broadcast booth. I mean, yourself included. Uh, he works tirelessly and, and it's really cool for people to finally get to appreciate how great Cole is. And this is just another symptom of the change. We are in the midst of a new era here in WWE and you are finally getting to hear who Michael Cole truly is. The guy who has called every important moment of the last 25 years, a guy who has dedicated his entire life to this business. And I want to give a little credit to Pat McAfee because McAfee really has assisted Cole in the past several months. And Cole himself has said it of really letting Cole come out of his shell a little bit. McAfee's such a big personality. He forces you to kind of have fun and, and loosen up. And you've heard that in, in glimpses recently, but particularly Saturday night, even though Pat was in the ring, not at the desk, I got to have fun with my boss, but who has also become one of my closest friends, one of the men I respect most in, in the game. And I had more fun than probably anybody in Nissan Stadium Saturday night. 
It was an awesome night. I needed it for my own mental well-being, for my own psyche to sort of remind myself, hey, you are really good at what you do. I may not be the best of all time. I may not be the best currently, but I'm pretty damn confident in what I bring to the table. And I, again, I'm going to defer the credit for everything, all the fun that I had Saturday night to the guys and girls who went out in the heat, in the middle of the ring and put on one of the best top to bottom events we've had in WWE in quite some time. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's hard to argue. And, you know, I, I get to I get to sit back and enjoy it as a fan. I get to sit, sit at home. Being part of NXT, I'm here in Orlando. I'm not trying to hide the fact of that. I drive down the street to work. I don't have to get on a plane. I don't have to go through the travel issues that a lot have to do even for live events. When I watched SummerSlam... This past Saturday, the premium live event in Nashville, it kept my attention from start to finish. That's my biggest takeaway from the event is I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I also didn't know, by the way, if you were going to make it here, because when I saw a tractor come out and head towards the ring, I thought your ass was going to be gone. Well, the good news is, Vic, so did I, because I have (laughs) never had my life flash before my eyes like I did Saturday night. When Brock Lesnar got behind the tractor, we saw Brock make the entrance. I joked that somehow the tractor could come into play later on, thinking to myself, how absurd is that? That's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Little did I know, Brock would hoist the ring, which is the visual that the entire world, even beyond WWE, was buzzing about Sunday morning into Monday. But what a lot of people may not have seen, had they not been paying attention to the downright terror in my voice was before Brock managed to lift the ring with the tractor, Brock just ran into it and pushed the entire, however many thousand pounds that ring weighs, pushed it about four feet directly at the commentary desk. Now, I didn't have a heads up. Nobody said, hey, be careful. Brock might kill you. So I literally, I don't think, I, I don't think my feet touched the ground. I went from a seated position in my chair to the top of the barricade, where I nearly spilled out into the WWE fans, had it not been for my ugly savior, WWE Hall of Famer Kid Rock, who was seated almost directly behind me, and and one of his lady friends. Luckily, they were there because they stopped me from crashing onto the back of my head, jumping into the crowd, because I was horrified at watching the ring, which if you've, I mean, Vic, Vic, you've been in a ring, any WWE fan who's been in attendance to see how big those things are live, that's like pushing a building really by 20 directly at Michael Cole and myself. And man, that whole match was a free for all up until Saturday night. My favorite last man standing match has always been Umaga versus John Cena. 
in my personal opinion, Brock and Roman gave them a run for their money. And I think that was one of the best last man standing matches we've ever had in WWE. It's, it's interesting because to me, we always sit here and go, oh, how are you going to top this? How, how are you going to beat the last one? I don't recall ever a ring being lifted ever. Not like that. I, I, I'm, I'm th- throw the indies out there. Throw any promo. I don't ever recall a ring being lifted. So Not only lifted, but with the undisputed WWE Universal Champion in the ring at the top corner that was lifted, seeing Roman back roll the entire distance across the ring and then spill out onto the floor, that was nuts. And to your point, there's so much that we've seen. We have called all these memorable moments, uh, you know, WrestleMania main events. That was, and the sound clip that we played on Monday night was me telling the truth. That was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely insane. And and it makes it even more noticeable how impactful and how it captured the WWE Universe's imagination. That that was still the main event of a red hot card. You know, uh, these big events, everybody goes out there with a chip on their shoulder, with a mentality, follow that. And from the very first match of the night, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, they tore it down. Becky... Credit to her. What a badass. You saw the photos online of her separated shoulder. Uh, we found out Monday Becky's going to miss a little bit of time. So uh, good luck to, to the man in her recovery. But from that match on, and of course, the closing moments of that match, the return of Bailey, who will be our guest here in a matter of minutes once we get through the rest of the card, everything that went down Monday night. Bailey is here on ATB. So much to catch up on. So many questions about EO Sky. <laughs> wasn't a mistake internet i love people couldn't even wait for the the match to be over before people are coming at me like i made that decision <laughs> called copyright <laughs> trademark it's legal stuff idiots it's funny to me because i don't think people realize how hard it is to have muscle memory in your brain and i think of nxt uh cruz del toro was known by something else up until the show started you know sure. a couple months ago and then all of a sudden you have to switch and i had it written on a note card taped to the monitor so I wouldn't screw it up. Yeah. It's not easy to just... Ironically, I, I got through clean on Saturday, but Monday night during the match when EO and, and Bianca were, were throwing down, at one point I went, EO, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> because again, this is a woman that's, she's accomplished some stuff. You know what I mean? She was NXT right. Women's Champion. I'm a fan of what EO brings to the game. Uh, and, and it was definitely kind of one of those so interesting uh, incidents where I was tripping over my tongue, uh, but it happens. So I'm excited to talk to Bailey. What else stood out to you uh, Saturday night? I'll tell you what, Saturday night, as I said, keeping my attention, and it wasn't just the matches. It was like Bobby Lashley's entrance was so freaking cool to see him come out there with the fireworks behind him in the stadium setting. The interaction between Riddle and Rollins, uh, the promo by Drew McIntyre and setting up for what's going to happen in Cardiff. There just was so much stuff. It just kept my attention. I, I always say it's like I'm like a goldfish. You put something over here, shiny, I'm going to go to it. Then I go over here, and it, it was awesome. For, for me, sitting back, I never felt a dull moment. I never felt a lull. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I agree with I, you I was, I was engaged from start to finish. And I say this, and I'm sure somebody's going to take this the wrong way, but I had said to multiple people after SummerSlam, that was the longest show I've called in a while. I was out there wall-to-wall from match That's one true. till the very end of the night. That show, to me, flew by like way faster than a three-hour Monday Night Raw, generally, until this past Monday, which I will give credit where it's due there. This past Monday, to me, it felt different. And look, if, ever, if, if you're listening to this show, chances are you follow along on the internet, and you know at least a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes here. It's no secret. WWE is in the midst of a massive change, arguably the single biggest change as a company it's ever experienced. Ever. 
So there's a, there are going to be growing pains, but there are going to be changes. Some of them are going to happen overnight. Some of them are going to be incremental. You can listen to uh, Triple H was on Logan Paul's podcast this past week. And Triple H was very open about, hey, listen, this is a team effort. It's going to take everybody. Things are going to look drastically different in a few months, but don't expect everything to blow up overnight. With that said, we got a few changes. We saw a few little fresh wrinkles to the story this past Monday night. Look at a guy like Champa, who, as far as most of the WWE universe knew, was sort of a lackey to the Miz. But Champa got a chance to show what he can do Monday night, and he kicked ass. That was a great opportunity that was presented to him. And Champa, to his credit, made the most of it. And he'll now challenge Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship this coming Monday. It was sort of an, an opportunity for a coming out party for, for you know, not, not only Champa on the other side of things, EO Sky competing on Monday Night Raw for the very first time ever against Bianca Belair. If that doesn't have a little cachet to it, if that doesn't show everybody, hey, there's nothing more certain right now for anybody from Roman Reigns to Vic Joseph then there is opportunity coming. And it may shake things up in a good way. Maybe some people won't love these changes. Maybe some people will suffer as a result because they can no longer afford to rest on their laurels or fall back on old habits because they know somebody agrees with them. Now it's kind of uh, an opportunity for everybody to sort of prove their worth night after night, whether you be at the top of the card or whether you be somebody who has just been waiting in the wings like a champo or somebody who, who may not have been the focus of anything. Now, hey, here's a chance. You may only get one. You may only get one opportunity. Maybe if Champa goes out Monday night and, and it's the bed, for lack of a better term, maybe Champa doesn't get another opportunity. And I'm sure somebody else is going to step up. Maybe it's on the SmackDown side of things. Maybe somebody in NXT is going to get an opportunity. You're, you may only get one, so it's maybe the most important opportunity of your careers but i'm really excited i'm very optimistic it's an interesting vibe backstage there's uncertainty sure but it's sort of really opened up the possibilities to everybody as to what wwe could look like in a few months as opposed to how it looked prior to SummerSlam. my thing i took away from raw this past week watching again being able to step out of the bubble is something i've talked to you about privately to be all honest and, and on this show there was a cliffhanger you know, when we were growing up and we were fans of the industry, I remember The Undertaker turning around going, where to, Stephanie? And the window goes up. You're like, I got to freaking watch next week because right. where the hell did she go? Yep. And there was always these things with Austin and The Rock and the title getting thrown over the – there's always these things that held you to carry you to the next week. And this week it was Ray tending to his son. It was something small. Dominic's sure. down. It was something little. But it was a small cliffhanger. And I was like, Yes. There's something that sucks me into want to watch next week, along with a United States championship match, along with what's next for Bianca Belair and, and our guests coming up. That is what I loved about Monday Night Raw was the cliffhanger. The whole vibe to me just felt fresh. It was very in-ring heavy, very action heavy, lots of wrestling matches, which is going to make a lot of people very happy. The only thing I want to caution everybody about is because, yes, we're getting some bangers of matches. You can't forget the third letter in the name of the company. Entertainment. WWE. Entertainment. I caution everybody for who, who right now is thinking all of a sudden this is going to turn into NXT 2017 where it is only great in-ring action and you, you don't necessarily have the characters, which is sort of why the overhaul to NXT 2.0 came. And, and I, have, I have complete confidence it's not going to be forgotten. But to the fans that are listening to this, that is 
such an essential part of our show that you may not even realize. And I'm going to give you this example. Something else that a lot of people were talking about on Saturday night and Sunday was the Maximum Male Models backstage segment from SummerSlam with the water, right? That's a paid integration. It's essentially a commercial. We've done it a million times, a million different talents. They shot that in the TV locker room in Nissan Stadium, which was enormous. I wish all of our locker rooms were that big. So I'm sitting there with uh, Peter Rosenberg and several other people as they're filming this segment. And Vic, I have not laughed out loud that hard for that long in so long. It was refreshing. Now, it was, a, it was about a, what, 45 second to a minute clip of, of Masse and Mansoua, you know, pouring Jeez, the water man. on themselves. When they were shooting it, it was like watching the gas station scene from Zoolander in real life in front of me. It was so absurd. And then when they, they finally edited down the clip and they aired it in the show, people were entertained by it. But no, I wish they would re- release like the rough cut. Somebody in Stanford that's listening to this, if you have that possibility, there is a lot more raw footage of Maximum Male Models in the water commercial, and it needs to see the light of day. It was one of the genuinely, like, the funniest things I have seen, and I couldn't tell you how long, and I can't wait to see more of it. And honestly, I don't care if Maximum Male Models ever compete in a match, ever. Just give me those segments once in a while, the the ever-so-important let-me-up segment, because it could be in between intense rivalries. You need to laugh. You need to breathe. You need a little bit of levity. And man, talk about taking an opportunity and running with it and saying on paper, wait, you want me to do this? You want this to be what? You want this tennis ball to be where? Mace, yeah. Well, look, let's let's be honest. Mace played in the NFL. Mace is a bad dude. You know, he didn't have a, a ton of success. He did the commentary thing for a cup of coffee. And this is a guy that was looking for footing. And I assure you, when he signed to WWE, that wasn't his goal, going, I'm going to be an absurd character, this male model, jacked-up Zoolander type. But to his credit and Mansoor, they're hitting home runs, and they are committed to it, and I, for one, am loving it, and I know for a fact, people may not want to admit it, but it's going to be one of the more popular things in WWE over the next few months. That's my prediction. Don't let me let you get by without having people rewind your diatribe about two minutes back talking about this and using the word refreshing, by the way. But you're talking about water and you're like, oh, Oh, it was refreshing. I'm like, I don't think you're going to let that one get slide by. That that was just happenstance. But uh, yeah, anything like, and I have a feeling that there, I know for a fact, there are other talents who are waiting, who are chomping at the bit to get that opportunity. And now that's the name of the game. More people, I would bet, are going to see opportunity than maybe have in recent months or recent years. Uh, You may have a lot more fresh faces, but in the same breath, you have to realize now you've got a lot more competition. Whether you're an announcer, whether you're a WWE superstar, you may only have two or three months to find your footing. You may only have a few months to really show the world what you can do because there are a lot more people now chomping at the same bit. There are only so many spots And I truly believe that competition is going to make our programming better. It's going to force our talent to step up night after night and really maximize every opportunity that they're given because they may only get it once. And you can now bet for damn sure there are two or three people right behind you going, well, if they don't do it, I'm going to do it top to bottom. And I think that is healthy for the business as a whole. That's healthy for our company, of course, but the business as a whole. There are guys now on the independence going, hmm, what am I going to do when I get there? Now, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we've been public again. Triple H has been open about, we're not just stuck to 
athletes right now. If you're on the independence and you want to make a name for yourself, we're going to be looking at you. This is truly, and, and Hunter says one step at a time, it's a slow process, but in my opinion, if everything stays the course, WWE will continue to grow and be arguably more healthy than it's ever been as the time progresses. I just feel really optimistic. And maybe this is me being a company guy, which by the way, is not an insult to me. I love that Twitter, oh, Graves is a bootlicker. Graves is a company guy. Yeah, you know why I'm a company guy? Because this company that I've busted my ass for has rewarded me very healthily. I have a great life. I have a great quality of life. I've got a very healthy bank account. Thank you to WWE. So yes, I want WWE to succeed and I'm going to do it the way and I'm going to contribute the way I know how that I can do it best. Well, it goes back to what we talked about a few weeks ago um, with individuals. Just do your job. You're asked to do something. Just go do it. I love it. I think it's exciting. I think it's healthy. And everybody listening to this, you should be excited too. Or you can just be upset. I hope you're one of the people to listen to me <laughs> to prove me wrong. But it ain't going to happen because guess what? I am right. And someone else that I know to be excited for the future of WWE, where most likely, based on early appearances, she will be a major player in short order, but she didn't come alone. She is our guest for the first time in well over a year, Bailey. Vic, it is about that time. She is one of three women who shocked the WWE universe this past Saturday night at SummerSlam a welcome return for the women's division, and she didn't come alone. Bailey, welcome back. Welcome back to After the Bell. Despite what I may say on the air, it's very, very good to see you. Oh, why can't you say that on the air? It's, oh, I can now. You say it backstage, I can now. you say it on the air. You got to give love where it's due. I have told the truth about Bailey and what a role model you can be like no one else on WWE programming. True. That's true. Plus, I went to your despite wedding. Despite how I feel about you, uh, I was going to say, despite how I feel about you, <laughs> very, yeah, very, yeah. very big departure. So how the hell does it feel to be back doing what you love? It feels, I'm still like in shock that I'm back. I'm still kind of processing it all, but I am so excited. I, I think I'm, I'm just starting to realize that I get to perform in front of fans again and get to mess with people again and get to look people in their eyes and I don't have to just hear you and Michael Cole's voice you know I get to hear other voices this episode is brought to you by hotels.com I was traveling internationally last year I was in Mallorca I didn't know the island well I said let me head to the north head towards the water let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available something preferably on the beach maybe even a gym not only did I get those things there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was 
a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Let's take it back to, to when you, you got injured. It was mid-pandemic. What was your initial feeling when you walked out into Nissan Stadium and saw 40-something thousand people on their feet all looking at you? Uh, it, it oddly felt, you know, normal again. And I, I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be being in front of people again. It was just so, it was so cool. You forget, like, the energy you feel for the past However many years were that energy and I had to like amp myself up. Um, so just walking out there in the, in the entranceway, obviously is so long as everybody could tell, but the cool thing about it, I thought for me, so certain people far away can see me, but like when you, it's three different sections in that entranceway. So when you first walk out, it's one little section. So I got to see, you know, the first people and see their reactions. And then I turned one way and then it's a whole new sea of people that get to see me and then I see like another set of reactions and then you get down the main entrance way where you could see I could see Bianca and I get to see all the other fans so it's kind of like I got that feeling three different times and it was amazing it felt it was so cool I think the questions on everybody's mind to this point are you obviously arrived at SummerSlam with company EO Sky uh, and Dakota Kai two women who have been featured in NXT for quite some time. Dakota Kai, who was not even under contract with WWE recently. How did all this come to be and why Dakota and EO? Man, this is something that I've I've wanted for a while. Um, I would say a couple of years and actually something that I've talked to Hunter about before. Uh, just wanting something different for the division and, and using girls that I think were either underutilized or that didn't get that opportunity or didn't get that spotlight. Um, and just a way to evolve myself. It's been very like many different variations of uh, this faction or group that I wanted. But as I got um, injured and got to spend more time really thinking about it, I knew that I wanted literally girls who haven't had the opportunity from four raw or SmackDown or that haven't been given the opportunity to feel what WrestleMania is like, because that's, you know, the ultimate goal of everybody. So I, I just felt like if I look for girls that haven't had that yet, just the hunger is going to be that much stronger and it's just going to be fresher for the fans and fresher for, you know, the locker room where they'll get excited to work with different people. So um, once I thought of it like that and thought, you know, let me look at NXT, it was, it was so easy. I had, you know, I knew who I wanted and I knew who could benefit from it. I knew who I can benefit from and I knew who would, um, give give to the locker room really like as much as it, as cool as it's going to be for the fans and for us at the end of the day like it's also cool to see the the girls in the back's uh, reaction to the girls that are here because you just want good people around and you want people that you can learn from and people that you can work with and make some more magic with for the fans dakota i've known her since before wwe and she's somebody that i always push for to to get signed before all that and she's just been a consistent, good friend. And she always checked in on me while I was injured and kind of gave me her, 
her experiences and really helped me a lot. She, I felt like her last year or so, she was just unbelievable. She changed her lifestyle, changed everything. And I thought she, that release was one of the few moments that where I felt very lost like that. And she, and it's not just because she's my friend, it's because she is unbelievably talented and loves this. And I was really upset over that. EO is, is like one of the best wrestlers, I think, in the company and definitely a top women's wrestler. So she's, you know, no question her experience and her style in the ring. And she's been ready for a long time to, to be on Raw and SmackDown. I want to talk to you about your mentality and what you went through mentally and emotionally, having been one of the workhorses really of the pandemic era. Uh, and I think everybody would agree that uh, yourself and Sasha Banks, there were a handful of you guys that really carried programming throughout the pandemic. And you were really doing what many people would agree was some of the best work of your career, particularly in a very, very unusual environment. So you go from, and, and I know how proud you are of being a workhorse and, and what you bring to the table. And, and you know, that's the mentality. That's that's one of Bailey's traits, right? You You come out and you work harder than everybody around you. How did you deal with going from being on top of the game as you were to having the rug pulled out from under you and being at home and, and practically immobile? At first, when the injury first happened, I'm, I was so upset because that we were one or two weeks away from being in front of fans. And I was like, I can't believe you made it this far and your body just gave up on you. And I was literally the button and I couldn't follow through, you know? So that was my initial thought. But as I, um, as everyone says, I'm sure you hear when injuries happen, you kind of have time to reflect and sit and, and you go through all these different waves of emotions. And I realized that it, it, I think my, my, it happened for a reason. I think my body was, had been telling me for a long time to slow down, um, that I, I really needed a break. I've been meaning to ask, you know, the, the, the office for, you know, even just a few weeks off because I felt like I was pushing myself a little too far to where, you know, the point that you don't want to get to, to where you start kind of losing it and you start to kind of feel a little crazy or your body is just too run down. And I was getting to that point, but it happened or they needed this or they needed that. And I just wanted to prove that I can handle it. So I think uh, my body kind of made the stop for me. And I really think that um, now looking back on, on it all, I think it was all meant to be and the timing couldn't have been more perfect. And if I didn't get injured, maybe Dakota and EO wouldn't have been here and wouldn't have been with me and we wouldn't have you know, made such an impact already. Well, Bailey, you talk about this journey. The question I have is, is how did you stay so positive through it all through the last year? <laughs> I think I, I think I just, honestly, I really enjoyed my time off and I had, I, this is the longest, you know, I've been home for so long and I was able to spend time with friends and family that I never really get to do. I was able to kind of travel a little bit, but just for fun and not for work. And having, I honestly had so much support, like the amount of people that would text me and check on me and the amount of people that came to my house to like see me and help me cook for myself and help me do my laundry and just wanted to be there and be around me. I was, I was so blown away by everybody that was willing to just be there for me. And I think that was um, just really like, I was really great. I am very grateful for my whole family and my friends that did a lot for me during that time. And 
like I said, everybody who checked in on me and would constantly text me and see how I'm doing, like not just Dakota, but even Edge and Beth Phoenix, like people like that and people that work, you know, behind the cameras and people from makeup, just uh, knowing that I was missed, like the referee, Jessica, she texts me all the time, almost every week and just said, we miss you. And, and that was just really nice. Um, so I was trying to be really grateful and I didn't want to focus on, you know, I have to be back by this day and I want to be back by WrestleMania. I just had to know that, you know, it's going to be there. And, and when I get there, it's going to be right. So let me just enjoy what I can right now, because by the time I'm back, it's going to be like, it's never even happened. And I'm just going to be back on the road. So I was really appreciating my time with everybody. Did you ever feel the opposite side of things? Did you ever have a point where you, you were running into setbacks or you sort of doubted what the future held? Yeah, totally. There's like times in, uh, in training, you know, I've had, I've obviously been out for a year and, and everybody was like, Oh, you should be back in nine months and you should be back in this time. So I felt like really disappointed that I had missed the time frame. but there was a lot of times in training and in my rehab process where, uh, I was doing certain things that I thought I should be far ahead. I was training with, uh, this awesome therapist, physical therapist in Austin and named Danny. And he was having me do the same things that this this guy, this uh, MMA fighter, was doing for his ACL injury. And he was incredible, and he was killing, and he was like lifting so much weight, and he was jumping on one foot off of a box, and I couldn't even like land on both feet jumping off the same box, you know. So I was really feeling um, discouraged in myself, and I thought my body was just like not keeping up with my mind. So it was it was getting really hard once we got to the the physical part of rehab and it that's what messed with my mental like if it were up to just my mind I would be fine I would be uh you know in such a good place but once my body wasn't following along and moving along like it should have and like I wanted it to that's when it really started to um get me besides that like you know I've had I had times you know laying at bed laying in bed thinking I wish I could just do everything myself and I needed help uh, ask for help all the time but yeah, I think it was just that, that end of the rehab and just trying to get over that hump. It was really starting to be hard to see if I were ever actually going to make it back and be the same. Well, look, we know that you, I know personally that you busted your ass in the performance center down in Orlando because I would see you there on Tuesdays. You know, during your recovery, you, you've talked about giving opportunities to other women, as we've mentioned, Dakota Kai, EO Sky. Do you have any takeaways from the crew of the 2.0 version of the women's division? Anyone that stands out? Yeah, I am so happy. You know, this is another positive that I see from this injury because I uh, would watch 2.0 and I just felt like, oh, it's not the same. It's not like how it was. But of course it's not because it's a whole different crew of people and a whole different crew of, of writers and everybody. Like, it's very, it's a very different audience as well. So I was so happy to be there and be in the performance center watching these guys and girls train because... I got to see how hard they worked. And for me, that's number one. Um, it didn't even matter, you know, if, if they didn't have a character down or if they didn't, uh, if they weren't performing to their fullest ability on TV. Like, I just wanted to see how hard they worked and seeing people show up uh, for extra ring sessions and just showing the intensity and, and training, you know. It was a big deal to me to see all that and which made me realize how much potential is there and how much hope there is for this, for NXT 2.0 to be just, one of the best shows again, you know, and I feel like it's really there. At first I went in, you know, just wanting to train with Indy Hartwell because she 
is, is like to me what I call her little wrestling baby because she is the first person, at least of my knowledge, that had she started training because of the match I had with Sasha at Brooklyn. So she said she watched that match and the next day she started, she signed up for wrestling training. So the fact that she made it to that. NXT and she's been there for a few years, yeah has been like when she got signed I, I couldn't believe it and I'm like our little baby made it you know and <laughs> um so I kind of always had a soft spot for her but I never really got to spend time with her like I did these past few months and she's the one person I wanted to get in the ring with and really help me just kind of get back in ring shape but I also wanted to help her because she's kind of voiced her concerns and what she needs to work on so I'm like let's help each other get better she is just one of, she loves wrestling. She was a fan before she saw her matches. Like she knows everything. I can reference something from, you know, the late nineties or whatever, when I was watching it and she knows exactly who I'm talking about or what match I'm talking about. So I had such a great time with her. She has so much potential and uh, not being biased. She's just like, can literally do anything as you guys have seen on TV. But I really love Tiffany Stratton. She's, I think she's <laughs> incredible. Uh, I love Cora and Roxanne, of course. Uh, Zoe Stark, who just came back, she's watching her train and get better. We spent some time in rehab together, so watching her um, and the opportunity she is now, I'm really excited for her. I also think when Wendy Chu, is, she's just like, watching her in training is unbelievable. She's above and beyond a lot of girls who are, you know, just learning things, but she has a, a bright future, too. I can go on and on, but I don't want to just keep naming people, you know? Yeah, basically everybody in NXT 2.0 has, has impressed Bailey thus far. And if you're listening to this, just a note for everybody listening. If your audio got a little wonky, it's uh, it's not you're you're not going crazy. There's nothing wrong with your equipment. We're having some technical issues here with the recording today. So Bailey sounds like she's uh in outer space, but that's on us, oh, not no. her. Yeah, it's not your fault. It, I mean, we'll make it work. It's the content. It's what you're saying, not how right. it sounds. This is this is gold. They just have to work for it. On social media, chapter four, and that this is about your control. Is that part of this new mindset of Bailey, the character we'll see on Monday? I believe that, um, yeah, I think I, I am in more control and I feel that I am leading these girls, EO and Dakota, and they could find, like, luckily these are two girls that actually, you know, uh, want to work with me and that want my guidance and that want to learn from what I've, my experiences in the past, however many years on Raw and SmackDown. So I feel like I have a lot on my shoulders with that, but I'm in control of it and I can get them to where they want to be. And they can do the same for me. I see this as another chapter in my career because I see NXT as my first chapter. I see the pandemic as the second chapter. And then I see my injury as a whole different chapter of its own. And this is just um, chapter four to me. It sounds cheesy, but it's just a culmination of all of those together. That's really, uh, I'm, I know mentally and I'm at my absolute best. And I see things in a different way after being away for so long. I see things that a lot of the girls there don't. And I think like my purpose in wrestling is very different than a lot of the women on TV right now. I think my purpose is to bring people like EO and Dakota and put them where they're supposed to be. Well, not to put you on the spot, but what else do you see or in Bailey's vision of what the future of WWE or at least the women's division looks like now that you're back to your own point, you, you feel like you have a little more influence than before best case scenario, dream wish list, you know, a year from now, what, what other changes or opportunities would you like to see for the women's division with yourself at the helm? It's uh, going to be a long road is what I mean. Like this 
putting things together and just trying to show certain people or try to try to get the whole locker room on the same page. And if we work a little less selfishly, if we kind of see the bigger picture and, um, ah, it, it, I want to, I don't even know how to answer it without like calling people out. Or without Go for it. Hey, Hey, that's what we make, do on this show. No, <laughs> Give you the platform. I'm Call not, someone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want, I feel like we've been in this like tunnel of we're just trying to show our bosses like I have what it takes. No, I have what it takes. No, I have what it takes. But it's and then it just like turns us against each other where it's like, dude, no, let's show them all what we can do. If we all show that we can freaking get along and we can steal a show and we're not going to like complain about every little thing, then it'll make them want to give us more because we're easy to work with. Uh, and I think like there's a fine line of like fighting for what you believe in and then, you know, just trying to make the best out of every situation. And I try to like, I think I'm the, I could calm people in the locker room and, and help the, the girls that I bring in, um, how to navigate these things to further the division. Uh, I want the tag titles to be, to come back and to, to be a very important role on the show. Oh, it sounds to me like basically just the, the rising tide raises all ships and, and that you want to be the, the force behind that change. Yeah, I think I am capable to, you know, I get along with most everybody and I think I could help people realize like, yeah, I promise I'm not doing this because I'm selfish and I'm not doing this because I want it all about me. I'm doing this for the bigger picture and it's going to be better in the end. So just trust the process trust me trust what we're doing work together towards one common goal to elevate everybody yeah and there i'm you not go. saying that that i'm not saying that that is not the case right now i just think sometimes we get so wrapped up in this like hamster wheel and and we just do our job and then like okay now let me go back to whatever but i don't know it's going to take a lot more focus to kind of take this to the next level which i think we're um gonna get to i haven't done interviews in so long guys it's been like a year okay hey no worries i, I i'm only bummed out that we have more time i i know, to be perfectly honest I, I try to be with everybody on that listens that we had some technical issues on my end then we had technical issues on your end and then ate up a lot of our uh, a lot of time for today so i'm gonna do this let's put a pin in the conversation and at a future date of your choosing or whenever you are available and have opportunity to really continue to dive in because this is fascinating i'm really interested in in everything you're giving us and i'm sure that the people listening are learning and enjoying as well uh whenever it behooves you bailey you just come back here on atb you are always welcome shoot me a text and uh we'll make it happen i don't know do you guys ever have like multiple people on here because i'd love to get my girls on here too and you we sure do hey, hey here this They're is incredible here Great you idea. want to hear behind the scenes business happening right now everybody that makes this here podcast run bailey just requested that she come back on with eo and dakota let's make that happen boom it's gonna happen maybe it's next week maybe it's two weeks like i said everybody's schedule permitting i will uh i will would love and be honored to have all three members of your crew simultaneously on atb and maybe uh we can affect a little change here yes i would be so down bailey thank you so much for hanging out this morning i on a personal note am super glad to see you back to see you backstage in the ring doing what you're doing i'm excited for the future and i know you uh you're gonna bring everything you can to the table and kick some ass yes thank you guys so much for having me and i'll talk to you in part two
There was a wise man, Vic, that once told us to expect the unexpected. And none of Very us true. expected these technical difficulties, such as life when you're trying to line up three people in three different parts of the country. And, well, the internet just doesn't cooperate. So you have my apologies. It's on me. It's my show. I'll take the heat. Uh, but we will make up for it, I promise. A-S-A-P with Bailey. E-O Sky, S-K-Y. And Dakota Kai, K-A-I, it's fun to say, uh, I'm out of time. Vic, I, I got to run. I got to go uh, work on some super top I thought you were going to throw an ATB, too. I thought you were really going to get lyrical with it. I should have. I mean, who knew? I got bars. <laughs> well, one thing is for certain, uh, you should be following us at After the Bell on all social media platforms. Make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, better audio quality, and more WWE After the Bell.